0: Good morning. This has been Rogers and welcome to this episode of trending on July 8th, Judge Gary McKenzie swore in a new 13th judicial district criminal court judge in Wesley Bray. On September twenty sixth, Governor Bill Lee came to Putnam County and made official. I am honored this morning to have Judge Bray with me. Good morning, Judge. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for being here. I, I'm excited uh, to visit with you. You and I have not had the chance to sit down and talk a lot, but this is another opportunity for me personally to get to know you better, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm grateful for Stonecom for allowing me to have people like you on. And this show is about having people, public service people in the area, Upper Cumberland, you're the first first judge I've had on, so you oh can, well. Thank you for yeah, having me on this can, morning. I'm excited. <laughs> you can brag to to the other judges in the district and in, in Putnam County and other counties. And hey, you're the first one I've reached out to. Wonderful. Um, is there a rhyme for reason? Not really. I just I just wanted to talk to you. I wanted to get to know you. I wanted people to get to know you. You're the newest one. You're the newest judge. And I, that's I guess that's where I want to start. Um, what's the last six months been like for you?
1: Well, I have to say that this is a position that we have sought as a family um, almost for the last decade judge Turnbull retired back in 2009 and I sought that position um, judge Amy Hollers was appointed for that position then there was an election in 2014 judge McKenzie and I ran for the Republican nomination in 2014 he was successful I was not um, I supported him as he sought the rest of that nomination a- as we should do you know sure when our opponents defeat us we should support them and get behind them and you know a rising tide that's lifts right. all ships thats right so uh, helped to you know, supported him. He was successful in his election. I practiced law. Um, I came to understand that Judge David Patterson was going to retire. Uh, Judge Patterson was a, a mentor of mine, and has been a friend of mine for years. I think very highly of him, and um, he actually helped support me during the nomination process. And we just sought it. The governor, you know, we prayed about it. Um, I couldn't have done anything that I've done with without my wife, Ashley Bray. Hey, Ashley. <laughs> um, I'm very uh, – couldn't do it without her, couldn't do it without my family. It's And it's a family effort. You Absolutely. Know. A lot of people want to look at things and say that they did it. And the, the fact of the matter is is that, you know, God has a plan and a purpose for all of us. And if it wasn't for my team, I, I couldn't make it to where I am today. Sure. So they they support us. They, they got behind me. I couldn't have done it without them. And uh, looking forward to serving. You know, I practiced law for 17 years and help people with their problems. Um, that's one of the first things I remember Judge Turnbull saying from the bench whenever I was a young attorney is that a lawyer's job is to help people with their problems. And that's something that I've always sought to do because I think God blesses us all with with different blessings. We're all blessed differently. And I think the blessings that I have, it, it's meant to help people with their problems. And during the the commission meeting, there's a whole process, and I'm sure we'll talk about that process as we get through there, but one of the commission members when they were selecting when there were more than 3 people that applied for the position mm-hmm. so the commission the trial court vacancy commission is an an arm of the governor's office that helps him to narrow down the candidates from you know 10 or 12 um, and I, in my case i think there were 4 people that actually finally applied down to 3 mm-hmm. and they go up to the governor for consideration and one of the people one of the commission members she says well how exactly do you think that you're going to be able to help people with their problems as a judge that's not the same thing as a, as an attorney and and i responded to her that that i still think that you can help people with their problems if anything a judge may be better equipped uh, because they have the the power to help people they have the power to affect people they have the power to send people off you know the only cases that i hear are criminal type cases right. whether that's you know shoplifting first degree murder anything in between right. duis so you get a chance to really see people at, at their worst a lot of times. You know, you actually get to hear about the worst day that potentially some people have ever had in their life. You know, most people never have any brushes with, with law enforcement. Right. And most people sure don't end up arrested, and most people surely don't end up facing a penitentiary sentence. Right. But some of those people, they end up with life-controlling issues. Um, you know, that's— that's verbiage that I learned through the Teen Challenge program and and that's something that I really believe in. I, I believe that, that rehab is a good thing, but I also believe that sometimes uh you have to, to take a person out of the area that they're in before they can realize and, and look back on the problems that were in their life. You know, I don't think that looking forward that we can always see the plan that God has for us. But I think that when we look back, you know, we look back at our struggles, we look back at our failures. We look back at our successes, and you can connect those dots, and you can see where there's been a plan and a purpose for for you. And if you can't look back and see it, then maybe just not to that point yet. So I agree. Uh, And and
0: I like the point you're talking about, you being blessed with the the ability to try to help people. Um, I had a conversation with a a friend of mine. He's actually a pastor at, at New Home Baptist Church in Boma um and Charlie brother Charlie Wills great person we were talking and he asked me why I ran for county commission and um and people ask me that not often I don't know if they just don't think about asking or if they, I think
1: they ask everyone that runs for office why yeah why, why do we, you want to do this yeah and why so, do you want to put yourself through that, that? that's, right. that's, that?
0: that's kind of why he asked He he wasn't challenging me or t- he's like why why do you do that like why do you want to do this because it's got to be stressful at times and i guess it can be but you know uh, good lord above uh blessed me with a lot in life but as far as talents go i wasn't an all-star uh athlete uh, i'm definitely not a good-looking guy and i can't sing or play an instrument so i think he blessed me with the ability to communicate and, and to be able to help people, I think you have to have the ability to communicate. Absolutely. And, and he blessed me with a desire to try to help people. Same thing with you. Um, that's why we're public servants, and I say this a lot, but that's that's why we're public service is to help everyone else, not help ourselves. Being a judge, you're not trying to help yourself. You're trying to, to mitigate through a process and help individuals. It's a
1: sacrifice for the community. It is. You know, I, I truly believe that it matters – who's in power it matters who leads sure and you know you can read back and you can see times when there's you know good people in leadership for whatever reason and bad people in leadership for whatever reason and you can see the results and it's it's just like throwing a rock in a pond a lot of people don't understand that their actions have consequences but you know anybody that stood by the the side of a pond on an early morning or the lake on an early morning and you throw that rock in there you can see that those ripples reach out and they touch the shore that's closest to you and eventually they affect and they touch the other shore, no matter yeah. how far away it is. Yeah. You know, I know that's a chaos theory, but you know, our actions all have consequences. And and sometimes those actions are are minor and the consequences may be major. You never know. Sure. So I I mean I, I truly believe that the, the little things make a big difference. You Absolutely.
0: Know? Absolutely.
1: There are two uh of of Your position, you and Judge McKenzie.
0: Correct. And, that again, that position is uh, 13th Judicial District Criminal Court Judge. There's
1: two judges, and that's seven counties. It is. Can you name the counties? Oh, absolutely. So we've got Pickett County in the north, then you've got Clay County, Overton County, you've got Putnam County, you've got White County, you've got DeKalb County, and then you've got Cumberland County.
0: So – and a lot of people don't know this. When you ran – when you and and Judge McKenzie ran in 14 – you're not just campaigning in Putnam County. Correct. It's you, a seven county race. Yeah, seven county race. So you, I mean, you're spending a lot of time on the road in the Upper Cumberland. Uh, you know, and obviously your family supported you, and your wife especially. They you wouldn't be sitting here with me right now. That's correct. My, my wife, wife didn't support couldn't have done me. it without my wife. Exactly.
1: My, my mom and dad supported me. Um, Jackie and Susan Bray. They're from Clay County. I'm actually from Clay County. Uh, my my mother-in-law, Linda Simmons, um, she helped us at the time. Um, You know, and it's a family. I've had lots of friends, lots of uh, business owners, people that I've dealt with, former clients. And, you know, that's that's a nice thing. You know, you somebody comes to you to help them. And then when it comes time, you know, of course, they retain you to represent them and and you help them. And sometimes things work out for the good and sometimes things work out for the bad. You never really know it's going to work out. But it's nice when they come back. And it's even nicer when they come back to you and they help you when it's campaign time. Sure, yeah, you, know? you need that help it's in nice. campaign
0: time. And it's it's important. But the one good thing about the seat is it's an eight year term.
1: It is an eight year term. Um, of course, Judge Patterson retired, and whenever there's a retirement of a judge with an eight year term, then of course, if like let's say Judge Hudson were to retire, he's our or Judge Qualls, there are general sessions of judges. Then it'd be up to the county commission to appoint someone to fill in their term until the next. Um, duly appointed election. right? But as the state judges, when Judge Patterson decided to retire, then that's up for the governor to appoint. So I was appointed to, you know, basically my appointment ran from the date of I was appointed, which was July the 8th, until after the next election. So whoever wanted that seat, I mean, I I could have not picked up papers. I could have not ran and, you know, went back into private practice. But... That's just crazy talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went ahead and picked up the papers. Um, I'm thankful that that I'm unopposed. Um, someone, you know, but it's the people's position. You know, if someone wants to run for the position in 22, then um, that's good. Right. You know, it's important. It's important who leads. It's important who serves. And I'm unopposed. I'm, I'm glad to be unopposed. It's the first time in almost a decade that I'm not thinking about an election. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm very blessed and very humbled to have um, people's vote. You know, I will be on the ballot and on the Republican nomination ballot on March the 3rd. I'd appreciate a courtesy vote. Sure. Um, you know, and I appreciate everyone that's that's helped us and supported us through this.
0: I'm thankful I got three more segments with you, and we're going to get back into the day, September 26th, when Governor Lee came to Cookville, and how that was for you and your family. And, and I want to talk about your your prior experience uh, in the judicial system and, and your private practice, and also I believe you were
1: you worked at the DA's office. I did work for the district attorney's office so we, for three and a half years. Yeah, yes. I will to talk
0: about that. Uh, and, and I want people to get to know – who Judge Wesley Bray is, uh, and remember, this term started technically started in 2014. This seat did. Correct. He's now officially in until 2022. That will be the next election. We'll talk about that just a little bit. On the next segment of Trending, this has been Rogers with my guest, Judge Wesley Bray. Welcome back to Trending on News Talk ninety four point one FM and sixteen hundred AM. This has been Rogers, and I'm delighted to have my guest today, Judge Wesley Bray. Judge Bray took over July eighth uh, and filled a vacant seat left by uh, retired Judge David Patterson, a wonderful uh, person. when you mentioned he, you looked up to him, done a great job. He he's he's
1: was ju- how many? How long was he judge? I don't even remember. He was elected, um, he won a contested election in 2006. Six, okay. Uh So in July of 2006, um, my daughter Addison Bray had just been born. She was born on July 23rd. Of 2006, and she was one of his youngest supporters <laughs> there,
0: there at his uh, at his
1: election uh, there you celebration go. in August. So. Yeah,
0: so he started in six, retired, and he he did retire in, in in July in 2019.
1: So that means he's had 13 years. He exactly. served for 13. Yeah,
0: and so you come in July 8th and and made official with uh, Governor Lee on September 26th. That event, and I was – unfortunately, did not get to attend. I was out of town for for work, and uh, and as you know, I work with several counties, but I do a lot of training across the state. So I was doing some training in another part of the state. Um, What was that event for you and that process? Because I I, I like – how's that like? I want to know your feeling. I know that was a big day, not only for you and your family, but – for for this district the the 13th judicial yes. district and, and really for putnam county because it happened in putnam county and and i don't know if there was a choice in that i guess you could have had it anywhere right we mean, could have had
1: the swearing in i suppose anywhere yeah we could have
0: but it was a big day for us what was that like for you and your family
1: i have to say that that was the uh the culmination of many years of work it was um i don't want to say it was the the cherry on top but it was definitely um, a a good beginning Governor Lee is is someone, you know, of course he's I don't want to get political, but you know, he's under under fire right now for some refugee resettlement and sure. I'm sure there's some reasons why he's made the decisions that he's made, but um Governor Lee is is probably one of the if not the most popularly elected governors that we've ever had. Right. And um if you've not read his book, This Road I'm on, um I encourage anyone to read it. And that man has lived a life that is unlike a lot. And that man has persevered through tragedy that a lot of people would have been crushed by. And I read his book back in the spring. We were on vacation. You know, I'm 43 years old. Um, I think I'm starting to look a little bit more my age. But a lot of people, especially back in 14, they were like, are you old enough to uh, drive? <laughs> you look like a little kid. Well, you know, eventually it'll catch up to me. But uh, now when people say, well, you don't look old enough to be a judge, I'm like, well, you know, I'm old enough to be a grandparent. Right. So uh, I'm not, but, right. you know, I'm old enough to be one. Technically, absolutely. you know, the math works out. Sure. So uh, I was reading that when we were on vacation, and nothing like being a 43-year-old grown man sitting there, sitting there crying like a baby reading about the tragedy and the things that Governor Lee went through. right? Um, you know, the man has a, a faith, and his faith has, has helped steal my faith as well. You yeah. know, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And I was really honored that it was going to be Governor Lee to, that I was going to get to meet with and hopefully select me to, to, to be the judge. Sure. And when I contacted, of course, the day that I got the phone call, I had promised that I would begin work the day that I got the call. You know, I didn't wait two or three weeks. I didn't wait two or three months. I waited a couple of hours until Judge McKenzie could finish his docket and I could meet him, and he swore me in. Right. I received that phone call probably around eight thirty, nine o'clock that morning, and by that afternoon I was sworn in an official. And I think I went to work that Friday. Right. It was quick, I remember. It was quick. Yeah. I was in the office the next day um, signing warrants, um, Doing the paperwork that's necessary behind the scenes to make to make the machine move, and to have Governor Lee come. Um, I was also honored that all the other circuit judges came that day. It wasn't just. I felt that it was a community effort. I felt that it was it was good for our community. Oh yeah. But because of the participation and and just the the number of people that showed up that day, I, I really wish um, there's there are several really good pictures that were taken. But I really wish when I was standing at the podium that I had pulled my cell phone out and had the presence of mind to do this and take a picture of everyone that was there. You know, the count, the commission room, what's the capacity of the commission room seating-wise? I think it's around 250. 250, 270, something like that. that. So all the seats were full. All the aisles were full. All around was standing room only and to look at all those people and look all of those people in the in their eyes and know that each one of those persons had affected and had been a supporter of mine and that they were there to to celebrate this for the upper cumberland and and I truly want to serve that is, that is what I want to do sure. I, I think it's important who serves uh, I think that I've, I've I was blessed with a a good practice and I think it's time to take what I learned in that practice and put it back for the people of the upper cumberland
0: well and and, uh, you're doing a good job in six months uh and that was a big day and i think i know you're not a proud person but i think you should be proud for the turnout and the support
1: i'm very Uh, humbled by it very humbled uh, my my wife and i and and my children you know we're involved in everything together you know mm -hmm. we do things as a family and i think that that's important i think that that's lacking in a lot of the situations that I see as an attorney and, and that I see now as a judge. So it's important to me to spend that time with our children because that time is fleeting, you know. Right. I'm not a fan of, of them looking at their iPhones all the time. Right. I'm not a fan I'm a fan of being outside doing things, um, being active. You know, academics are important. Sports are important. And it's important it's important who leads. And uh I, I'm blessed to to have been given that mantle and, and I hope that I do a good job with it because I think it's important. Well, you are, and and um, you
0: know you got a good uh, support system. Judge McKinney's been doing it for since two thousand fourteen. Of course, he was in the uh, DA's office as well, and 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 I want to get to kind of get to that for you. Um, this is your first round as being a judge, correct? But you you were in private practice. I was, and you also worked for the DA's office as well, correct? So, let me know. I mean, tell us about that experience. I, I know the DA, DA's office come before private practice. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, I, I had three and a half years. So three and a half years. So I grew up. Um, my mom and dad are Jackie and Susan Bray. They live in Moss, Tennessee. Um, my grandfather was Wayne Head, and um, he had a a farm there in moss and I grew up raising tobacco and beef cattle. And when I wasn't doing that when I was at school, um I was involved in 4 H. I played football in high school and um we worked and I and I learned a lot of, of good examples from my family. Um, um I grew up Church of Christ, went to the Pine Hill Church of Christ there in the pretty much in the middle of Moss or just off of the road there in Moss just a little bit and i came to tennessee tech in 1994 and um i graduated from there with a degree in psychology uh, i began working while i i worked several different jobs but one of the jobs that i had the last job before i came into the legal profession was working at averd express and i worked in there i worked there while i went to law school I worked on the loading dock so i'd work in the call center during the day i'd go to law school at night and then whenever i'd get home um on thursday nights from law school I would get up as early as I could on Friday morning, go ahead and go into work at the call center so that I could work my time there and go over to the loading dock. And, you know, sometimes I get to the loading dock at 3 Mm p.m. or 4 p.m. And then sometimes we'd work until, you know, 2 a.m. the next morning. Right. That was, you know, um, the service center director, I remember going over talking to Jeff and I told him, you know, uh, and I already knew how to run a tow motor and you had to run tractors and you had to do this and you had to do that. I'm already an employee. I'd like the opportunity to, to work here on the dock sure. because, you know, dock work pays a lot better than, <laughs> than the call center work, you know. And at the time, every penny, just like now, every penny counts. Right. So he said, well, see if you can move that trailer over to that trailer and I'll be out there in a minute to see how you did. So I did good enough that he gave me the job and I sure. worked there until around thanksgiving of 2001 in the week of thanksgiving of 2001 i had progressed far enough in law school that i had a limited license to practice approved by the supreme court but i had to have someone from the district attorney's office or the public defender's office to supervise me okay so i was sitting there trying to decide well what what can i do and, and it hit me that i should reach out to the district attorney's office so i think of course you know thanksgiving's always on a Thursday. Right. So I want to say this was maybe the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Well, I called um, the district attorney's office and Bill Gibson was mm-hmm. our district attorney at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and I called General Gibson and I left him a voicemail. And I want to say he called me back either that day or maybe on Black Friday. And I said, you know, my name's Wesley Bray. I'm a, a law student. I've got the permission with the Supreme Court to practice and a limited license. And I would like to – I don't know anything about practicing law. I don't know anything about being an attorney or about being a lawyer. If you would, you know, give me a job there, let me just kind of hang out, let me sweep the floors, just whatever, so maybe I can pick up some knowledge. Sure. Um, He brought me in, interviewed with me two or three different times, gave me that job at the district attorney's office. And I worked there for um, three and a half years before I came out into private practice in 2005, and I was in private practice from 2005 up until well, actually, technically, I could have been in private practice until today because right. I had until today to get my all my matters practice I, I, all my matters resolved. I got so. you.
0: And when we come back next segment, I want to talk about. The transition from private practice to being judge and how that is. Uh, You're listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM at 1600 AM. This is Ben Rogers, your host, and my guest is Wesley Bray. He is the new judge uh, sworn in on July 8th in the 13th Judicial District Criminal Court. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers on News Talk ninety four point one FM and sixteen hundred AM. I continue visiting with Judge Wesley Bray. Uh, we were talking about your prior experience, and you worked for the DA's office for three and a half years. And in two thousand five, you made the change to go in private practice. In the spring of two thousand five, I went into private practice. How, how was that change to actually going from the DA's office to private practice? Because <clears throat> you're you're you kind of. You're not necessarily changing size. You're not like going from the good team to the bad team. Private practice is all kinds of things. You know, that's what some people get confused. Oh, they're an attorney. They're doing bad things. No, attorneys do good things. Um, But how was that? What was that like for you making that change?
1: Well, you know, when I worked for the district attorney's office, um, I was lucky enough to have uh, David Patterson was an assistant district attorney or the deputy um, chief assistant district attorney at the time. uh, A man named Ben Fan. That a lot of people may or may not remember. Ben Fan, I, I learned a lot from David Patterson, Ben Fan, Tony Craighead, and and also from Gary McKenzie because mm-hmm. he had been there a year or two ahead of me. Right. Um, General Beth Willis, I uh, learned a lot from her as well, and you know because they had been there, and that district attorney's office was was a family, and the decision to go out into private practice was not one that. I'm easily made. It was a, a big transition. But again, you know, I had my wife at my back and and she supported me and, and helped me and, and helped push me into that and helped me realize that, you know, we we can do it. You know, she helped me believe in myself and realize that we could take our talents and we could take what we've learned and, and survive in private practice and, and go into that whole thing of that I'd originally heard from Judge Turnbull, help people with their problems. And, you know, one of the things that you, you think it, when you work at the district attorney's office, you know, not everybody thinks this, but that I thought, let me qualify it by saying one of the things that I thought back then was there were two books on the shelf. There was one book that had criminal law in it and one book that had the civil law in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I very quickly learned in 2005 that the criminal law book is just one of hundreds of books that sit on that bookshelf because there are as many different types of law as there there's as many different types as you can imagine. Right. You know, and there's people that make a good living specializing doing one tiny little finite thing. Right. And you're like, what do you mean you make a living just uh, representing grasshoppers? Right. I, all I do is represent grasshoppers. That's <laughs> right. all that I do. Well, what do you mean? I, I only make a living uh, dealing with uh, patents that have to do with flushing toilets. Right. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So you can do that. But I was blessed to have a good, um, a good practice. We, when I came out to private practice, I was actually on the square um, where Lori Sieber's office is now. Henry Fincher had just moved from that office. Um, uh, Daryl Murphy uh, had just put a for rent sign up in the office because um, Mr. Fincher had moved next door to where he is now. And I went by, talked with Mr. Murphy, leased the building, and started putting furniture together at night and doing the things to to have that law office and, you know we we came out in the spring of two thousand five, and my primary focus was what I had been involved in at the district attorney's office, which was criminal defense where sure. I just focused on criminal prosecution and over the years um my clients that that needed some criminal help ended up needing divorce help um probate help car wrecks things of that nature and i I had a very successful private practice. And one of the reasons it was successful was that my wife and I um treated it like treated everybody like they were family and right. I still feel that way. Right. You know, and and she's one of the reasons that, that I was successful in private practice was because um a lot of people would say that that she was the sugar and I was the salt. <laughs> so <laughs> but but you know, we worked good and a lot of people if they said I couldn't work with my spouse, uh I'm having trouble working without my spouse at this point. I, I miss seeing her every day like I did when we worked together. Right. But um, she's tra- transitioning. She's the uh, she's the PTO president at Algon Middle School. Okay. And she's focused her efforts onto that. Um, she's uh, raised a ton of money for them to uh, redo the playground. If you drive by Augan Middle School, the PTO has funded um, the chain link fence, the basketball goal. The turf, the tether bowl, anybody that drives by in the front of the school can see it right, um you know there's no grass growing, of course, I don't know if you can get red clay to grow anyways, right, but you know she she's transitioning, and I'm transitioning, and you know private practice was a really good thing because I got to meet a lot of people, and it it's a point you get to where you get a chance to also talk to people about where they are in their life and sure. about their faith mm-hmm. because you catch people at their at their worst, right, you know at the the lowest time in their lives. And you know a lot of people would look at me like I had a second head growing out of my shoulder when I'd ask them "When's the last time you went to church right you know and and sometimes people would leave over it, and that's fine, and you know sometimes people would stay and and hopefully rededicate their lives you right. know? and I think a lot of people were surprised to hear that so no, i
0: mean if you're if you're a witness for God, you're going to do things like that, you're right I mean that's
1: right, you know you're gonna talk about it um well, if it gives me peace. Sure. As tumultuous as some of the things I go through, uh, then it should be able to give other people hopefully a, some semblance of peace to start with. Absolutely. Especially when they're living in the middle of a hurricane. So,
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and so you were focused on criminal law. And then, like you said, those clients would come back to you for other things. So, they would. And so you actually started specializing in a
1: whole lot of areas. Uh, I did a lot of – probably prior to 2014 – the majority of my practice, it was probably 80 percent criminal law and 20 percent, you know, uncontested divorces, some custody matters, car wreck cases. But then in 2014, after I ran for judge, even though I wasn't successful, there were multiple attorneys in this area that that were successful. You know, um, Steve Qualls, he's our general sessions judge. Mm-hmm. He was taken out of private practice. Bryant Dunaway, he's our district attorney. He was taken out of private practice. Craig Fickling, he's our public defender. He was taken out of private practice, um, and there were a couple of other attorneys that took different positions or or were elected to different things, and as a result of that, that's a lot of people looking looking for looking for attorney. an attorney, mm-hmm. looking for an attorney. So my practice actually ended up being almost probably sixty five to seventy five percent divorce, custody, other things, and then I kind of narrowed down what I was doing criminal wise, um, started being a little more selective in what I was doing. And then when I realized about this time last year that uh, retirement and appointment process was going to begin, I started to whittle my practice down. So,
0: And you had mentioned before we left last segment that today? Today. Was a, the, you had to wrap up everything on private practice? I had practice. six
1: months from July 8th for my appointment to wrap everything up. And I actually wrapped everything up. Um, I actually had a trial in juvenile court um, the last Friday before – uh, the Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. So I think that was maybe the 22nd or so, whatever that last Friday was. And, you know, we, we had a trial and it, it was a, it was a glorious way to end a private practice. It, it was, it was wonderful. I got to argue with them, um, argue with my friends. I got to, uh, you know, and, and, and what is it? Shakespeare says that the lawyers strive mildly than dine together. Yeah. So, and that's what we did. We, right. we strove mildly. Um, we got a result that was beneficial to, so our side at that time—that's a great way to end a private practice too—is yeah. we to win, yeah, and you know, moved on to the next segment.
0: But that's state law though, you had to wrap it up, right? I have six months, yeah. yeah. So you, months—you're no longer available for private work. No longer take your available. Private number off the. Uh, your office is gone. Is your office gone? Uh,
1: my brother-in-law, Willard Mullins, okay. he's an attorney. He was practicing in Livingston with my mother-in-law, and he came out into private practice. And he's—he's he's got aspirations. You know, he—he he likes to do you know, civil litigation. He likes to do some other things. And and he had been helping me with my cases because um, we were fairly certain the appointment process would fall our direction. And if not, I was going to gear up to run an election. Whether I got the appointment or not, I was running. Actually, when I, I met with Governor Lee, I, I told him, I, I hope that you'll give me the appointment and I would appreciate the consideration. But I want you to know that if if I get the appointment, I'm going to run. If I don't get the appointment, I'm going to I'm run. Gonna run. And I feel fairly confident that we can be successful because you know the groundwork's been laid the lord's got a plan and a purpose sure and, and this is where we've been pushed to so. let's uh
0: we got about two minutes on this segment i want to ask you about your office now and, okay. and people because people don't know when you serve multiple counties as a criminal court judge where is your office located
1: um we're on the square so in cookville in cookville that's uh, where i start you know of course The Administrative Office of Courts, also known as the AOC, Mm -hmm. they probably would let me have an office anywhere. And I probably could have put my foot down and said, well, I want an office here or there. But I don't really think that that's what a judge should do. I think that, you know, I, I applied to fill Judge Patterson's position, and he already had an office, and he already had a setup and um miss emily ward she's my secretary she was judge patterson's secretary she's mine now she's wonderful um judge mckenzie's secretary robin boyd she's wonderful judge Young's secretary uh, miss brenda's wonderful um miss alda that's chancellor thurman's secretary she's wonderful as well we're all up there in that in that building together the only one that has an office by herself and she's still in her father's old office in livingston is judge amy Hollers. and you know she's that's where she's at, and that's sure. where her dad was, and, and I appreciate that honorarium to him that she stays there. I wish she was with us in Cookville. It would be yeah. nice all of us to be together, but I respect her decision to be where she's at.
0: You know? When we come back, uh, I want to make sure we talk about your – like. Your schedule. I know it's your schedule changes every week, but you know you got multiple counties you're working with, and we come back and want to talk about that. Okay, how your budget works because you say you have a secretary. I have a and, secretary because I, I, t- I spent a lot of time on the show talking about county budgets and city budgets. Your budget's a little bit different, and I'm a state. <laughs> I am a state employee. You're a state employee. State employee. Want, so we got that, and I want to get to that. Uh, you're listening to News Talk 94.1 FM at 1600 AM. This has been Rogers. We'll continue in the last segment with Judge. Wesley Bray, new Judge Wesley Bray for the last six months, and we'll learn more about his role as judge and the counties he serves when we come back. Welcome back to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM. This is Ben Rogers. Uh, continue my last segment with Judge Wesley Bray. Before we left the, the last segment, uh, Judge, we were talking about a little bit of your, your schedule. and mo- You serve multiple counties. What's your typical week like? I mean, you've got to be in multiple counties, and I know uh, things change, but what's your typical week like being judge?
1: So do we reveal what today is? Uh today's Friday. Today's Friday. Uh, <laughs> All right. Friday morning at uh I don't know, what eight forty five right oh, now. Early. So this week so far I had court in see I had court in White County on Monday. I have court I had court in Overton County on Tuesday, Wednesday at an office day. There's um several officers that are coming in applying for search warrants that I have to read and go over and decide whether or not to issue a search warrant. Sure. Um, I've got several meetings this afternoon um, with various people, and then on actually, I was supposed to have had a jury trial on Wednesday, but that settled on Monday, so I went ahead and scheduled everything on Wednesday. That's good. Um, Thursday is the same thing. I had a jury trial that was scheduled. Um, I filled that with with other meetings, and you know, I, that's one of the besi- behind the scene things that I didn't really realize that went on is is there's a lot of paper that has to be signed and and approved to keep the machine going. Right. You know, I had someone the other day say that things take too long and i i told them and, and i've heard other judges say it so it's not an original thought on my part that the wheels of justice turn but they turn slow right but to get those wheels to turn you know that paperwork has to be approved that paperwork has to be read and, sure. and you know there's you don't just sign everything that comes to you you know you have to look at it and you know there's lots of judging that goes on when you're in the courtroom but there's also a lot of judging work that goes on outside the courtroom um and and with today being Friday, my son's actually going to have his tonsils and his adenoids out later today. Mm. So I'm um, going to take care of him once he has his surgery. After after we finish here, he's going to have his surgery this this morning. And then um, after I get him and the wife back home and settled in, I'm going to go and have a violation of probation docket in White County. So You got a busy day. Every day day is busy. Every day is busy. But, you know, I appreciate you having me on this morning. This has been great. I want to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Oh you'll have me.
0: Yeah, I want you to come back. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on the change from going to private practice right into being a judge. I mean, that, to me – I would be overwhelmed. Of course, I'm not an attorney. I'm an accountant, and I know y'all make fun of us, and that's fine. <laughs> that's okay.
1: I don't make fun of you. So uh, so you know why lawyers become lawyers, right, instead of becoming accountants I or do doctors? Not, I do not know. Because we can't do math. Okay. If we were good at math, we would pursue something in the medical field or something in the financial field, but we're all terrible at math. We're good communicators. Yeah. Well, hmm. ideally, we're good communicators. Right. You know, one of the things that – That I think is funny is um, we talked about off off the air about, you know, communication skills is I'll hear a lot of people say, well, you know what? I really like to argue. I'm going to go to law school or they tell their kid, you know, you like to argue, you should go to law school. I really think that if you really like to argue that you never get to a resolution. Right. And one of the things that an attorney needs to do is reach a resolution for their client. It's not the attorney getting a good resolution it's the attorney getting a good resolution for their client and if all I like to do is argue how am I ever going to get a good good resolution you know because I'm I'm going to just be listening to myself talk all the time instead of you know and part of communicating isn't I think listening is a more important important part of communication rather than just being able to talk non-stop and argue about everything so there's a tangent sorry (laughs) no that's all right that's all right um do you has your relationships changed with
0: with anybody and you know i mean you have to get perfect examples or, or specific examples but being judge, i mean to me uh you've been doing it six months uh and from you know i've got we have several mutual friends really good friends they think you're doing great you're you're don't have an ego you're you're actually doing what you're saying, trying to help uh, have you seen anything change drastically really with,
1: well a lot of people always and and the thought and the the cadence is is that judges are supposed to be separate and apart. But to be honest with you, I've always been kind of separate and apart. I've always kind of kept to myself. And, you know, you would think that a lawyer would be an extrovert. I may actually be a little bit of an introvert. I don't know. Um, You know, everybody needs their time to recharge. But I think, you know, if I wasn't at work, I always spent time with my family. You know, I'm not out riding around town. I'm not out doing things that some other people do. Um, I spent time with my family, so the transition's not been hard at all, and I think one of the reasons for that is that that my wife and I had been focused on this. Um, I think that more importantly, I think this is the path that that God put me on. So I, I'm very at ease, honestly, in the position, and I I, I want to see good work done, and I want to see good work done for the community. So it it's not been that bad of a transition to be honest with you the the pace is almost as fast as it was in private practice but it's just a different type of pace right um you know you're 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 still doing the work you're still very busy but it's just a different type of busy and and i and i'm truly I, i am enjoying it it's it's a it's a change from private practice but I felt a huge weight lifted off my shoulders when I finished private practice, because I wanted to make sure I fulfilled my obligations to the people that I said that I was going to help. And once that was over, I could focus on, on just being the judge. And and it's like anything else. You start a new job. There's, there's a learning curve to it. Um, I remember the first, the first day I was on the bench, I believe it was a white County violation of probation day. What I'm going to go do later today, matter of fact. And you know, um, I remember going out and, there's certain things that lawyers say, you know, there, there's a little bit of a script to what we do um, for a procedure. And one of the things that I remember was like, well, I remember exactly what I'm supposed to say as the attorney. But now exactly what was it that the judge would say to get me to that point? And so, you know, I, I was kind of worried going out there. But as soon, you know, I, I put my robe on and I went out there and I sat down. And before I walked out, I remember feeling just a certain peace falling over sure. me and it went really well so i i mean i'm sure i'm going to make mistakes just like we all do and uh but for the most part it's it's been good yeah. i have i have no complaints about the job whatsoever
0: so And I hadn't I hadn't shared it with you during the interview or off there, Clay County is one of my counties I serve. Yeah, that's and where I, I'm from. I love Clay
1: 1994 County. 1994 graduate of Slana High
0: School. Dale Reagan is uh, not only one of my mayors, but Dale and I, he actually called me before I walked in here, and uh, I consider Dale Reagan a friend. I consider actually most of the officials up there that are friends because I talked to the Sir, Susan Birdwell, Circle Clerk. Good,
1: hard-working hard people. They are. And, and,
0: and, and I, I bring it up to tell you this. You're obviously a family man. Yes, sir. Uh, your your time in Clay County as a as a child and young man with your families shaped you. Um, Absolutely, Clay County does that for people. It's small rural county folks, and they, they don't have a lot of industry and a lot of money flowing through. But they're real people. They're genuine people uh they're mostly god-fearing people yes church a lot of church of christ congregations up there a lot of church of christ Um, congregations but but i love clay county and i I wanted you to know that since you and i are talking they're one of my favorite and nothing against my other 12 counties uh i'll say this to my other 12 counties clay county is absolutely one of my favorite because the reason is is dale and i pretty much started at the same time i was at c test in 2005 but i wasn't back here until 2006 and he got elected in those six and they were struggling and so when I got there, uh, we learned together, and we worked together, and, and the commission worked. So Clay County, shout out to, again, again to them. Uh, I'm glad to know you're from there. It tells me a lot about you because Clay County is wonderful. Um, a lot of good people in Clay County. There are. There are. Before we close, we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, before we close, you're officially into 2022. We kind of mentioned that earlier the the election the next election you got to worry about is 2022 there'll be a primary in May in 22 then, then there'll be the August but for now you had no uh, opponents for this I time, was unopposed uh, had, correct I think the deadline was what December 12th at noon it was it was 12 12
1: was, of 19 at noon
0: yeah and there was uh, if you wanted to qualify then the election would be in March but correct. you had no opponent and that's saying something out of seven counties or how many of the seven, seven. counties correct because anybody in those counties could have Put it in and filed a petition to run. They could have. Uh, but you're good, you, and they're they're free to do that in 22 if they want. And But your plans right now are to continue on, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay.
1: This is the place that, that I've been led to and the path that I've been put on, and I'm going to stay on it until I I see that it's not time to do this anymore. So. Good. To close out, a couple of random questions, fun questions. Okay. All right.
0: Favorite sports team, professional in college? Uh, right now I am a Predators fan. Awesome. We got a lot to talk about. Um, college any, you watch
1: college any I, I want to root for UT but I'm afraid we've not had a <laughs> lot to root for the last few years so, well I, I, of course I work for them but I've been I understand. a fan since my i my mother worked in. for the UT Extension Service yeah, all her life until I, she retired and I knew that actually yeah. I meant to bring that up as and well and I, I nothing, vol fans nothing against the vols I just I've had my heart broke so many times uh, I know and right now the Predators are breaking our hearts
0: too i uh, um, if I go and I don't know what vehicle you're driving today, I didn't look, but if I go in your vehicle, turn on the, turn on your, uh, um, MP3, or your iPad or iPod, what am I going to hear?
1: Well, put you on the spot, but put I, me on the spot. What would you hear? To be honest with you, I don't listen to a lot of music. Okay. I, I ride in peace and quiet and, and silence a lot. Gotcha. I've got a, my wife and I have three very uh, active children at home, so I enjoy peace and quiet a lot when that. I drive. So, One more question. <laughs> What's your favorite hobby? Uh other than spending time with family. We well, know your family I mean guy, I but. I enjoy um shooting sports. I enjoy being outside. I enjoy um working on vehicles. I mean uh, I enjoy exercising. Okay. Um I'm I'm determined to uh wear out before I rust out. So <laughs> <Me too. laughs> so I, I don't plan on stopping until the day that I can't move anymore. So shooting, you know, and I like to take my my daughter and my sons and my wife, we like to go shooting. Um uh, i'd plan to try and get more back into to hunting this year and it just didn't work out but i endeavor that i'm going to do more of that in 2020 so. will you do me a favor and come back sometime absolutely just I, call me anytime i appreciate you being here thank you for having me on this morning oh, I appreciate. You're very it. welcome
0: everybody uh judge wesley bray uh he's a great person great to get to visit with this has been trending on news talk 94.1 fm and we'll be back next week with another episode i hope you have a great day